This episode is brought to you by SD Sober Living. If you or someone you know needs a safe and supportive recovery home, then reach out to SD Sober Living at www.sdsoberliving.org or call 619-625-0769. That's 619-625-0769. Come get some San Diego recovery and some fuck fentanyl at SD Sober Living. That is from the band Fentanyl. <laughs> this is Luis Romero. I am the Fuck Fentanyl guy. Welcome to the Fuck Fentanyl podcast. I got my uh, my special guest right here. My uh, one of my well, one of my homeboys, but one of my models who um, I've had in multiple photo shoots, and I just um, you know I've I've known about his story for a while, and I just wanted to share it for, for all of you guys that have been supporting my page. Um, this is Josh. Hey guys, how you doing, man? I'm um, blessed, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Hell yeah, man. We're actually at um, the Acupaw Convention, <laughs> 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 and uh, I thought, what, what a better opportunity to you know, knock down some episodes. Heck yeah, recovery on recovery. Recovery on recovery. All right, man. So, um, you know, just tell me uh, a little bit about yourself, man, from the beginning. All right. Um, so I grew up here in San Diego. Uh, I was born in Claremont. And I lived there till about 2000, and then I moved to El Cajon with my mom, brother, and sister. And, you know, I watched my uh, my brother early on get into his own, you know, addictive patterns and everything. And yeah. um, from there, I kind of, you know, did my own little research and all that, you know, with alcohol originally. And from alcohol, graduated to, you know, marijuana and then marijuana right into heroin basically yeah, that, yeah. I, I had that very similar um start too. yeah yeah and uh it was introduced to me through a friend of a friend's like older friend you know and at that time like smoking it wasn't really like a thing you know mm -hmm. or at least i didn't know about it yeah and so <clears throat> like i went right to the needle you know yeah. what i mean so same, same here you know and then the first time i did it i was 13 you know and i ditched school with with uh, my friend and we ended up at his friend's house and you know one thing led to another and everyone's basically over there getting high on heroin and uh, yeah you know this guy's like hey, you want to try some and i'm like nah man i'm scared mm. of needles and i'm yeah. still I'm, to this day i'm still oh, scared really? of needles still? i was a junkie for 15 years and like i uh, yeah it's a thing <laughs> anyways and um you know he he coerces me basically into trying yeah it. right from there like i knew this is my life now yeah you know what i mean right nothing signed up yeah exactly sign me up this is my life nothing yeah. else fucking matters you know yeah and so uh, it was off to the races from there. And, uh, you know, um, at 13, you know, you're shooting heroin. And back then it was super cheap. Yeah. You know I mean, no, it, was it was pretty affordable. Cheap, you know. Was, and um, so like 20 bucks gets you like, what, a gram? Yeah. You know, basically. Yeah. Depends. And yeah. yeah. On the it, quality. You know, yeah, so exactly. And the so like, 
and uh, just starting out, like, I didn't need much. And I was kind of, like, just doing it here and there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, and then I moved uh, I moved away. I moved to the Midwest. Oh, no way. Yeah. And um, so I accumulated, like, as much heroin as I could. Because <laughs> I knew I was moving. And I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so I move, and within, like, two weeks, I kind of found a source out in the Midwest. And uh-huh. it, was, it was a little bit more expensive, but it was, like, not as good either. Yeah. And so from there... Well, what part of the Midwest? I was in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. For like, oh, no shit. Yeah, for a little bit. And yeah. uh, and uh, I was there, and then I like train hopping and like all kinds of other crazy nonsense. Just uh-huh. walked up a bunch. And yeah. So, uh, but heroin was, like, you know, primarily, primarily my life, and yeah. that was it, you know? And um, so... I'm in the Midwest and I'm shooting heroin. I kind of like dropped out of school at like 14 and, you know, I'm selling cocaine and doing all these things. And uh, I ended up going back to school with, because I had been truant so many times. Like I had never went to class. Mm-hmm. I basically dropped out. Yeah. You know, um, and on the premise of this program called a work and learn program. So you could go, like go get a job and work half a day and then go to school half a day. And I did okay. that. Yeah. And because I was selling cocaine at the time, like, you know, that was my funding source oh, to, yeah. to get heroin. Okay. So like I would yeah. get coke, flip it, flip make it. my money, buy heroin. Yeah. So you, you know, can support your habit. Exactly. Exactly. And so like I ended up getting a job at this um college library uh-huh. at, at the UW in Madison. Okay. And you know, I was a punk rocker. I had a mohawk, <laughs> and like, you know, tight pants, patches everywhere. Fuck yeah. Piercings all in my face. Hell like, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I was 15 at the time, mm-hmm. and everybody there is a college kid. And oh, so yeah. they assumed I was a college kid, and I just worked there. Wow. So I started getting invited to these parties, right? And I'm like, oh. this is going to be money for me. Like, Yeah, you know, yeah right, right, right. I told everyone I was 19. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, right, uh, right. <laughs> so, like, I'm selling Coke and yada, yada. And now mm-hmm. my, my, my uh, business is, like, growing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Because uh, college kids, they, they shit, they'll, they'll pay top they dollar. Eat, yeah, oh, yeah, they eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was primarily how I uh, supported my habit. And it just, it fucking skyrocketed, you know, I... At one point, I was, you know, banging two grams of heroin with, you know, about a ball of coke oh, a day, wow, doing, a speed, day. doing speed balls. Yeah, and oh, it was geez. it was really bad. And then um, when I was sixteen, was the first time I like experienced like hard overdose. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And um, it was weird. Like I was at school, and this chick I was kind of with at the time left me on Valentine's Day. Oh, great. Yeah, what a yeah. wonderful, right? wonderful, wonderful lady. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, so I ended up doing a shot to, like, you know. Yeah, numb, yeah. Numb, numb the Heartbroken and yeah, all that. Yeah, of course. And I, like, go to class for the first time. I'd never been to this class before, but uh-huh. I knew where it was. And I, so I went to class, yeah. and everything hit me, like, all at once, the heroin, the coke. Oh, And shit. I fall out in class, and when I come to, right, I was in the back of an ambulance with a defib pack on my fucking oh chest. God. And they had resuscitated me. And the second I like opened my eyes, I threw up. And like <laughs> the inner lining of my stomach yeah. came out. Oh, Jesus. And it looked Christ. like like orange saran wrap. It was fucking Wow. Yeah, That's what your puke looked like. Yeah, it was <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and so like I, I go to the hospital and like uh my mom ends up showing up and uh she just kind of stood there and stared at me and I'm probably weighed like probably a 
soaking wet. Jeez. Was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Dude, yeah. You know, and um, yeah, and uh, I originally was planning on just staying with a friend in Madison. She's like, "Hey, I'm I'm coming back to San Diego, and mm-hmm. um, you know, if you want to come, come with me." Okay. And um, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, let's go back. You know, yeah. start anew. Was, that was my whole mentality, and um. I went to rehab in in Rockford, Illinois. It's there like sixty days. Uh-huh. I got out. I went to my first AA meeting in my whole life at oh, sixteen. Right, sixteen. Yeah, Shit. and uh, it was in Madison, Wisconsin. Still, it was a couple months before we moved back here. Uh-huh. And uh, I was the youngest person there, and oh, the, it was it was an AA meeting. That's all they kind of had out there at the time, right? Yeah. And so this was my first experience in recovery. Uh-huh. All these guys were like. 40 50 oh, 65 yeah. years old i was yeah. 16 i brought my friend just because like you didn't want to be the only youngster yeah exactly and like they all came up to me after the meeting and uh. like like i had shared my story a little bit like i just got out of rehab like uh. at a gnarly overdose where i flatlined for two minutes in yeah. the back of an ambulance and um they were just like I felt so out of place because uh, I'm a fucking junkie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm you an alcoholic, bu- too. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be... You know, can't really relate to a bunch of old drunks. Right, and they were, like, talking about, oh, man, like, oh, I lost my boat, and, like, you know... Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I used to push... Oh, man. I used to push cocaine and guns and stuff. Like, you know, and yeah. none, of, none of their stories mm-hmm. related to what, like, I yeah. experienced. And yeah. so I was like, oh, yeah, fuck that meeting. Yeah. Like, you know, that, uh, that shit ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm moving back to San Diego and I'm like trying really hard to do good. And, you know, I was in school and uh, I was like a freshman because I dropped out. I was like a freshman at 16 mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, I ended up getting expelled yeah. after like a month. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm fucking up again. Like start smoking weed again. Yeah. And just drinking every day. But I like swore off heroin. You know, okay. At this point, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking touch that shit anymore. Uh-huh. You know, and I didn't for like two and a half years or so oh wow yeah but i was drinking so much uh, every day substituted like, yeah exactly it was just a cross addiction yeah. you know f- and um so I'd, i would drink literally from the moment i woke up to whenever i blacked out or passed out you know um and it was it was bad like mm-hmm. dt bad and um so and then like i turned 18 and i was like oh, i'm a fucking adult and i can do what i want and i'm yeah. homeless and no direction in life, like, um, kind of in school, kind of not. Okay. You know? Yeah. And uh, I start doing heroin again. And right there, I was like, oh, man, why did I even stop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? I miss you. Yeah, it's just like a reconnection with an old friend, you know? Right. And, um, and so, like, uh, I ended up moving to Escondido, and I was, I was living up there for a little bit. Oh, okay. And, uh. You know, I was in a bunch of punk rock bands. You know, I was the yeah. drummer in a couple of them, and oh, from like sixteen to nineteen and a half. And then, oh wow, yeah. And then, um, so we had this house out in Escondido that all these like runaway kids would like come stay with us. Oh, and, you know, all these punk rockers and cool. shit. So it was kind of cool. And uh, you know, the only thing was we only had one rule: it was like you can't eat anything in the fridge. You can go steal or bring your own food here and cook it, but you, you can't have any of our food. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can crash here as long as you fucking want, basically. Yeah, but just you get know? your own food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, that basically turned into, like, kind of a trap house. 
<laughs> you know, uh, and uh, so it was like folk rock trap house. Yeah, I love basically, that. and we used to throw shows like almost every weekend. Oh, you know, and charge like two or three bucks at yeah. the time. And so like that was kind of how we were paying our rent. And oh, then, that's smart. I mean? right? Yeah. And so it was, it was great. It was a good time. And then like then that kind of turned sour. And like I don't know, I was on probation at the time for a felony I committed in like two thousand and. 11 or something like that uh-huh. and then i ended up going to prison oh okay and so i was gone for a couple of years and then you know i stayed clean the whole time i was in prison like most people go uh, to prison yeah. and they just yeah they get loaded oh yeah and they stay loaded like oh for sure you know i know I mean? people that you know never even did heroin before and they uh-huh. get introduced to it in prison and they get strung out yeah and it was everywhere in there oh yeah you know i i uh when i was in reception i was there <laughs> i was there 10 days yeah and then uh, I kicked it off on the yard with someone, and we ended up going to the hole. And uh, in Chino, like, it was flooded. It was flooded. And mm-hmm. I was trying to stay clean, yeah. you know. And I did for, you know, the whole time I was in prison. And I went from reception to the hole to the shoe, and I crawled from the shoe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, man, like, that's all, that's all people do in prison. They get yeah. high. That's that's it. Yeah, there's 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 not much rehabilitation there's, in, no. in the prison system. No. There's no re- not in men's prison anyway. There's yeah. absolutely yeah. no nothing. It's and all it's all about politics and mm-hmm. dope. It's all bullshit. Yeah. But, and so and then I get out and uh, you know uh, this dude I used to get loaded with. His mom was my dope cook for speed. Okay. And me, but me and him were heroin addicts together. Uh, like yeah. since we were like sixteen, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so I remember I get out and like I'm like I'm not gonna do anything. I've been clean three years already. Yeah. Just keep that rolling, right? Yeah. Right. And so um, my mom lets me end up moving back in with her. Okay. And I hadn't lived with her since I was, you know, a, a kid. A kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, how old were you at this time? I was 23. Oh, okay. When I got out of prison, you know, this time. And um and everything was like weird cuz like I was slammed down in the shoe for 3 years. So uh, like, you know, it yeah. was it was benign and like now I could go and do whatever the fuck I want. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to rage. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, and um so I, I, uh, and three years in the hole, yeah, you don't, you don't do nothing. You don't do nothing. I was whiter than white I've ever been. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like horse, porcelain white. It was, it was bad, you know? And, um, oh, yeah, dude. So all that angst just fucking coming out. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, so, uh, and then parole, they don't do shit for you, you know? No. I got not out. really, no. <laughs> I got out, and, like, right from the gate, my parole agent's like, Basically, y'all are liars and thieves and pieces of shit, and you're gonna be back in or on the run. And well, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they just kind of get numb. Well, yeah, yeah for you sure. know what I mean? They're just like, oh. they're just like, yeah, whatever. We've been doing this too long. So, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> they probably take like little like like betting pools and shit. Like, yeah. oh, this guy's coming back for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, we'll see how long this guy lasts on yeah. the streets before he violates. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's you know, that's true. Yeah. But because it's it becomes a revolving door at one point. Yeah. You know, and um, and around this time, um, you know, like I said, I was clean three years off heroin in, in the shoe, and then I get out, and uh, man, these, my friend hit me up, and the one I used to slam dope with, and 
it was like three weeks after I got out, and he's like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, nothing. Uh-huh. Why? And he's like, come to North Park. I was like, no, nothing good comes out of North Park, bro. That was my old stomping <laughs> ground. Like, that's where I did and sold drugs. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. That's the, you know, it's the hood. Oh, and, fuck uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, no, come to the observatory. I was like, all right, cool. And mm-hmm. I go to the observatory, and he's like, I got you a present. I'm like, sure. Well, yeah. And we go, and uh, Leftover Crack and Blackbird Rum were playing that night. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, and they got me tickets. And Well, that's yeah, pretty fucking awesome. Which was cool, and but I was trying to stay clean. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> like, okay. I you see know? where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, uh, I was waiting for them, like, right in front, and uh, they're getting loaded in the car, uh-huh. come to find out, and... um you know, uh, and I stayed clean that whole show, and then <laughs> <laughs> it was the hardest thing. Celebrated, uh. yeah, celebrated right after, dude. Like, oh, we geez. went to go drop one of our other buddies off, and um, uh, my one homeboy I shot dope with a lot with. And, yeah, you know, he uh, we park, and he's like, "Hold on, real quick, I need to do something." And I'm like, he pulls, pulls a bingo <laughs> out, you know, and you know where that's going. Like, uh, oh God! I'm like, "Hey, you got any clean ones?" And he's just like. No, I don't. I'm like, fuck it. Just yeah, give me just one. give me it. I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> and uh, so he cooks one up, and right there, man, I was back at it again. And literally lasted like a month. Like, I was working. I had a job. Uh-huh. You know, I was trying to get my um, my high school diploma because I had my mm-hmm. GED from prison. You know, but I wanted Oh, but a, you wanted the diploma? The diploma, yeah. Okay. And so and then I was working. I was going to an outpatient program uh-huh. uh, at McAllister. Oh, at, nice. at night so like from four in the morning to like 10 30 at night like i was doing something yeah you yeah. know and it got it got to a point where like my energy was drained so i started oh, yeah you dude. know counterbalance and start doing speed again it's a great yeah. idea. It's a great idea I'm very productive here very with, very productive uh, with yeah <laughs> just for sure a little boost just yeah. a little one you know <laughs> and then because you know heroin's my doc like, oh yeah Got it. Already been justified yeah, in exactly. my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm doing speed. I might as well, you know, just go back to doing heroin again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I need to sleep eventually. Yeah, I need to sleep eventually. <laughs> and then I got to wake up, at, you know, in four hours. So let's do that. <laughs> and so, you know, for like three weeks, I was doing that. And then uh, I'm dodging my parole agent the whole time he's calling. I didn't have a phone at the time. And I did that on purpose. And so he's calling my mom's house. And like, I, I was getting the messages yeah. and just leaving them. Like, fuck you. I'm, I didn't get it. You know, and then uh, I come home from work one day, and there was a note on her front door, and it said, uh, "Be here tomorrow at two in the afternoon. I'm oh. coming over." And I was just like, "Oh, uh. God, man!" And I was dirty, dude. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was already strung you, back you, out. You, yeah, you know, there, and, there uh, was no like getting out of it. No, definitely not. And so like <laughs> he comes over, and this guy was a dick. And uh, he comes over, and he's like, "I need you to piss test for me." And I was just like, "Okay." And I mm-hmm. go and I uh, I go to piss and I'm just like uh, yeah. I turn around and I'm like dude I'm dirty as fuck, <laughs> and he goes all right well you have three options you can do a violation, okay, go to a program, sure right or do what everyone else does and go on the run but eventually you'll get caught and I'm like I'll take the program, <laughs> oh you know, and so I had to quit my job quit school fucking oh, go into yeah, I remember you telling me this yeah and so um I was at a uh, I don't even know if it's a program anymore, but the training center in Spring Valley. Was, I'm not familiar. It was primarily at the time it was a parolee program that eventually transitioned to uh, an ex-lifer program. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so they were, like, trying to take ex-lifers that were getting released yeah. you know, and place them there. Okay. And so 
I was there for 11 months. Oh, wow. It and a, it's uh, it inpatient uh, residential? Yeah, residential. It's like apartment-style living. Oh, okay. So, like, you would do groups there. You oh, would, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. then uh, they would bring someone from recovery, and they would do, like, A and A. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, then, uh, um, H&I. Yeah, basically, yeah. And then, um, and then they did all that stuff. And so, like... Uh, and I was a fuck up. I didn't really want to get clean. Like I had been strung back out for that little like you know month and a half, and yeah. I was just like, "Fuck it, let's just see how long I can run this." And um, so I like literally, <laughs> I when I was unpacking my stuff there uh, uh, over there, I like packed a pint of uh, Captain Morgan's <laughs> and yeah. like some pills that they didn't find oh. when they searched my shit. Oh no, no yeah, way! So I like stashed them. Like I'm gonna need this for a rainy oh, day. Yeah, yeah, eventually. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they like they they uh, did my intake and they like drug test me and everything. Uh-huh. And um, I had like five things in my system and whatever. And um, yeah. so I did like the two week blackout or whatever, and I ended up fucking up somehow. I forget what I did exactly, and they extended my blackout. So okay. you didn't you don't get a phone on your blackout right? But I had yeah. like two uh, dead phones that didn't work anymore. Uh-huh. So I gave him one of those, and so I had this working phone and everything. And uh, okay, so oh, so you snuck in your working phone? Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, okay. And um, very very common in Rio. Yeah. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's like the the main thing, you know. Yeah. You're not taking my fucking phone. Yeah, right? yeah. You know what I mean? That's my freedom line right there. Right. You know? right. That's my line to reality. And so like, <laughs> and so for months and months i was just like fucking up and like you know i'm a total anarchist so i was just mm-hmm. like you know fuck you guys and you're not gonna do nothing for me and i kind of figured out their schedule yeah and they would drug test every friday night and so oh when i started getting passes i was bringing in like fifths of alcohol in two liters uh-huh. and then I, they would test me on friday night and by sunday i'd be fucking hammered all weekend uh, you know, <laughs> I don't recommend it. That's stupid. Don't, don't yeah, do it, don't no, do yeah, it for yeah. sure. But try, try um, to stay clean sober when you're. Yes, yeah. of, of course. <laughs> yeah, but like I didn't, you know, really care at the time, and so uh-huh. like I stayed clean. I think for like almost a year uh-huh. off of you know hard drugs and everything. Yeah, and uh, you know people, places, and things. I was going to meetings, and like I graduated that program barely. I got okay. to like phase three. There's four phases, and they were just like, "Look, you've like been doing really good, as best as you can. Yeah. We're gonna graduate you out and just move you to sober living." Wow. They were just done with me. I had like 50 write-ups there. Wow, like, they're just like, ah, I was on get bl- out of yeah, I was on blackout. They kept putting me on. Anytime you got like a serious write-up, they'd give you a 30-day blackout. So I had like oh. five and a half months on blackout. There. <laughs> 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 I was just like, "Oh yeah, all right, cool." Yeah. And so I'm in sober living now, and. uh I'm doing my own little outpatient program and shit, and um, you know, I was drinking though, so mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't clean, yeah, you know. But as a heroin addict, like I was clean, quote yeah, quote, yeah, 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 yeah. In our minds, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, eventually, after like a year or something like that, my sober living funding was running out, and yeah. I was like, you know, fuck this. And so, I ended up back on the streets, and I had like a little job at the time, but it wasn't paying me shit. You know, and um, and so I start doing heroin again, and uh-huh. like I said, people, places, and things. I yeah, end of up course. like, tra- uh, you know, gravitating back towards old friends. Yeah, and so, uh, I remember my buddy came and picked me up from Spring Valley, and we're in Claremont, and uh, I went to go cop some some heroin, mm-hmm. 
and we're sitting outside the Jack in the Box there on uh, Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. And um, like I grew up in that area, so I know mm-hmm. the whole area too. But so we're sitting there, and I'm waiting for my plug to come, and it was, you know, they are fucking yeah, yeah. forever taking their taking their sweet, sweet time, sweet time. Oh fucking yeah, just making you wait. And they'll go, oh, we'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, and yeah. An hour will go an by. Hour will now you start getting sick, and yeah. yeah. And so, Sorry, five more minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and this was kind of my first introduction to fentanyl. Was oh. yeah, it was in 2016. Uh, oh wow, that's a little more earlier than I think. Yeah, I was. I heard about fentanyl like around 2017, 18. Yeah. So, originally it was car fentanyl. Yeah. Which is it's not even for human consumption, but that's what mm-hmm. my buddy had taken some out, and I thought he was cooking up some speed, and so he. Yeah, tosses some in, and uh, you know he blasts off, and I'm like, hey, let me get, it. let me get a little bit of that, uh-huh. you know, because yeah. I, you know, I'm sitting there waiting anyway. Yeah, he's not, nah, no, nah, man, you're not, you're not, you're, you don't want any of this. Like, it's, oh, it's wow. not what you think. And I was like, what, it, what is it? And he's like, it's fentanyl. And I'm like, well, let me try some. Mm-hmm. No, nah, fuck that. And I'm like, let me, let me just hit your cotton. Yeah. And so I do, and uh, you know, right, right from there, I, I did that shot. And it was daytime, and when I came to, my left side of my jaw was swollen, uh-huh. my thigh was swollen, yeah. and it was nighttime, and it was like six or seven hours later, and um, <laughs> my buddy was sitting there hitting me with Narcan, right, oh, wow. and punching me in the face trying to keep me alive. <laughs> the old-fashioned. Yep, the old, yep. And um, So Narcan was already being uh, like a... Something that people had in hand in so 2016? if you went to the exchange, they had a um, like a training course, like not really a course, a class you could take, and they would give you a liquid narking kit with those giant like two and a half inch needles. Oh, no the shit. The needle tips. Yeah, yeah. and then they'll give you a little vial of it, right? Okay. And so we were getting it from the exchange in uh, oh. North, North Park right there by oh, behind the CVS. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you're talking so. about. Right there, uh, or downtown off of what was it Sixteenth Street? Or, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah. There was the North Park one, and then there was the downtown one. Mm-hmm. And North so, Park was on Fridays. Yeah, and uh, I think um, downtown was like on Wednesdays or something. Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah, something like that. It's been, it's been a long time, but yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure it hasn't changed either. You know. Oh well, yeah, it's probably still there. Yeah, <laughs> holding down the fort. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, like, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, because I, I didn't know what narcan was until 2021 yeah what does it say? Yeah. see and that's when they came out with the the nasal the na- oh kit. okay that's why then yeah and so that got popular real quick because you know it was yeah it was easy and convenient exactly. and it, yeah like anybody could learn it in like i don't know like three minutes really yeah, if that if even yeah. that yeah. it's more like just putting it to use when somebody's actually overdose and that's yeah. a yeah, that's when it's a little Kind of more like uh, a little more stressful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And so, um, yeah. And uh, when I came to like, you know, Narcan, I was automatically sick. So I was yeah. pissed. And like, oh, yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So my buddy gives me some more fentanyl and right there. Like, you know, we had this uh, we had this chick we would go to and we'd trade her speed and she would just give us globs of fucking car fentanyl. Wow. Yeah, and so we got strung out really quick. And uh, within a couple of months, like, we were just fucking miserable, dude. We were shooting heroin, shooting fentanyl, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, speed and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And we ended up leaving San Diego. And I'm on parole at the time, too. So <laughs> uh, I'll know, take a vacation. Yeah, fuck this, you know. And uh, so we drive up north, and, like, 
we had like a ton of money on us too and by the time we got to vancouver though we ran out of um everything yeah and so this is the first time i kicked fentanyl and we we both had habits at the time so like mm-hmm. he was shooting like a fucking ridiculous amount, like almost a quarter oh wow a day, so yeah so a day. you were um so you were really strung out. Oh, yeah. And so we get to Vancouver, and, like, we both start kind of getting sick. And so uh-huh. we park outside this uh, the CVS. Yeah. And um, for I kicked for 23 days. Yeah. And he kicked for a little bit longer, but it was just the worst fucking experience. Oh, uh, fuck, you can imagine. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was so bad. And I think he was on, like, methadone at the time. Too. Oh, yeah, extra extra withdrawals. Yeah, so that. he was like dosing every day and then shooting up every, oh, and it was just fuck, like, man. yeah, he's still alive too. <laughs> yeah. And um, so yeah, anyways, and we get to like Vancouver, and um, so we're just traveling basically up north, trying to just uh-huh. get as far away as yeah, we can, far away from the scene. Yeah, and uh, everywhere we went, though, it was fucking everywhere. You know, heroin. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was everywhere, mm-hmm. and so yeah, because at the time fentanyl wasn't really it a wasn't thing. really a thing, yeah. yeah. And so we just kind of had a plug to it, and like those in mm-hmm. our kind of inner circle mm-hmm. knew about it and yeah. would do it, and you know. Mm-hmm. But other than that, nobody, everybody yeah. was strung out on heroin, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember that too. Like I got out of uh, the training center, yeah, and everybody's shooting heroin. Whereas, mm-hmm. like when I, you know, you and I started in like two thousand six, yeah. It yep. was frowned upon to be a junkie. Oh, for sure. You know, you were a junkie. You're like the lowest of low. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it, it definitely had more stigma than the rest of the oh, drugs. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. yeah. Yeah. And so. And, and yeah, like I even remember when I see, um, you know, dudes like slamming dope and I was just be like, oh, God, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't want to play Russian roulette. I just want to <laughs> have fucking fun, yeah. man. Uh-huh. And then. um I'm going to say, like, around 2007 and 2008, it was when it, it, it was really becoming, um, I, I, I saw the the heroin epidemic. Yeah. I saw, like, you know, it was really common. Really, really common. And, you know, people would start smoking it, and then eventually smoking it isn't going to do the job. And you got to go, yeah. got to go for the needle. Yep. You know, and that, yeah. And I, and I, and I, and yeah, and heroin was king for, I mean, I could say six years maybe i don't know maybe even longer maybe 10 years yeah it's like you know like the 90s or, or the 80s when it was like super popular for all of a sudden yeah. with crack cocaine yeah. yeah 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 and then uh um you know and, and and people died from heroin but it wasn't like a regular like you would hear it like once a fucking week you know what i mean it wasn't like that at all yeah. it, it was you know just maybe like a little wave and then it goes away mm-hmm. and um god and then um the um, the heroin was mixed in with fentanyl, mm-hmm. and then it, it just like the fe- and like, you know people would do that dope and be like, well, fuck that, take the heroin out. I want that fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah, man, and that's where it, it all it all kind of just created that fentanyl epidemic. And you know, and I, we can go deeper into it. You know, where it was like people were getting hooked on the oxycontin. And, that, yeah, the yeah, the whole yeah, Purdue Pharma, like all all that shit, man. Yeah, but but yeah, Cause man, because that, that's how a lot of people started. Was they started with oxys and then yeah, oxys yeah. were too much. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 because they're really expensive, right? Or the supply like ran out, and so yeah, because they, they, they were investigating, yeah, and all that. Yep, yep. 
and then so they all started doing heroin because you yeah know, yeah it's right there it's always available yeah <laughs> it's, it's cheaper and it's cheaper like, so, why not right and so um and then yeah man so um so you went up there you you kicked fentanyl mm-hmm. kicked heroin yeah. and then what would you do so after that so we just kept driving north and um we get all the way up past Sacramento and we get to like Vancouver and like, you know, both of us are depressed. We're miserable. We don't, you know, ain't, we ain't got nothing to live for. Yeah. You know, and we get to Vancouver and we're just, just like, fuck this. Let's kill ourselves. Oh, you know, shit. and we, we found a dude up there, some homeless guy or whatever. And he had a bunch of heroin. We bought as much of it off him as we could. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, we both did like 85 cent shots. Mm. And I start going out, but we kind of had like a suicide pact, <laughs> right? And I start going out, and I just remember like feeling oh, it God. and like blackness, and then yeah. coming to, and I'm sick again because he didn't go out, but oh. he didn't want me to die, so he narcans me. Oh no, shit! Yeah, so now I'm sick and pissed. Yeah, you know, and he's just sitting there kind of high, and I'm like, oh, this is oh, this yeah, is you kill my high fucker. But yeah, <laughs> and so like, uh, anyways. He gets this call from some chick he was seeing at the time or whatever, and she plays the whole, oh, I'm pregnant. You need to come back to San Diego. Oh, wow. And mind you, I'm still on the run from parole. <laughs> so <laughs> They're right there waiting for you. Yeah, and so, like, I'm not going back to San Diego. Fuck that shit. Uh-huh. Uh, but I end up coming back down anyway, and um, uh, from there, I, uh, I end up running into an old friend I was in prison with, and uh, he's actually, he's doing really well. He just got clean, too. Oh, right. Yeah, just right recently. On. And he actually hit me up uh, about a week ago and was like, hey, man, I fucking hear your story. And, like, we used to shoot dope together and we were in prison together. Mm-hmm. And, like, your story gives me hope. And I was just oh, like, fuck yes. oh, man. Like, yeah, yeah, man. You know, it's it's yeah. so good to hear, kind of, you know, stuff oh, like that. Oh, hell yeah, man. And um, so, anyways, him and I, uh, we're both on parole down here. And, like, I had got caught, did a violation, got out. And um, uh, went right back on the run. Like, got to the gate, went on the run, yeah. bump into him, yeah. and, you know, and he's about to kill himself, basically, uh, in Old Town. He's like, man, I'm about to fucking walk out in front of one of the Amtrak's coming oh, by. Jesus. I'm like, no, nah, don't do that. Let's just leave. Let's just go. Let's get on the coaster and just bounce. And yeah. so we do, and we, like, go to L.A. And uh, because one of my uh, old roommates, before I went to prison, moved back to L.A., and he's like, come out here there's a show this weekend and you know i got a hotel room for the whole weekend and so and so is here from san diego and uh-huh. i'm like yeah fucking cool let's go yeah and so we we go to la and um we didn't even go to the show <laughs> we ended up getting drunk in the hotel room and just passing out oh. right and uh and our buddy from san diego like we told him like hey man we're like on the run we're, we're about to split up north like yeah He's like, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm coming with you guys. Fuck my life in San Diego. Wow. <laughs> Basically, you know. and um, What a great influence. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And at the time, too, I remember when we were in L.A., we touched down there, and it was just massive. Like, the slums down there, it was Yeah, crazy. next level. Next level, yeah, for sure. It, like, they're shooting dope on the sidewalk. Like, yeah, it's the thing to do. Fucks, zero yeah. fucks given. Nobody cares either. They're just, everyone's walking around like oh, it's a man. normal thing to do. And that tripped me out, you know. And so, um, yeah, me and my buddy, we end up going from San Diego to L.A. to uh, Yucca Valley, Palm Desert. Yeah. And then we end up catching a, a, a ride out to Vegas. 
<clears throat> and then from Vegas to um, St. George, Utah, from Utah to Salt Lake. And then we, we got in contact with a friend of ours that he's from San Diego, but he moved to Washington. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, just come out here. I'll house you guys up and like, we'll just fucking kick it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, we're all, we ain't got nothing going on with our lives. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's like, scrounge up as much money as you can. We're driving down there to get you. All right, you're going to pick us up too? Hell yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And so uh, we smash out to Washington. And, um, you know, a friend of mine that just passed away recently, uh, she housed me up uh, up there. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I knew her since I was a kid. It was one of my brother's old friends too. Okay. And so, you know, I was living with her and she gets me a job. And, like, you know, I'm mind you, I'm still in the room from parole. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I'm working out there, and I'm, like, doing good, and, you know. <laughs> kind of starting a new life almost. Kind of, yeah, but I'm on parole still. So eventually I'm going to get caught. Yeah, eventually in the back of my, Yeah, in the back of my mind, I know. And so, long story short, um, I get caught, obviously. Yeah. And the marshals extradite me back to San Diego. And I'm finally back, you know, after, like, a year or so of being on the run. And, uh. My parole agent, who had changed while I was gone, yeah, was basically like, "Look, don't run, please don't run anymore. Like, I'll do whatever you need, mm-hmm. you know." And because after my sober living funding originally ran out, I was on the streets for a month, but I was trying to stay clean. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling her, like, "Put me in a program, put me in a program," you yeah. know. And she's like, "Well, it's it's tough to place you right now because you're not using. You don't you don't have an immediate care." Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so you're telling me I gotta go get high to go get fucking yeah. funding to get back into a program? I'm like, no. Welcome to the world of medical. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it sucked. And so, um, anyways, so she uh, she eventually um, found me a place at New Connections. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was there like a week, and they finally gave me my phone back, and like I had a million messages. People uh-huh. found out I was back in San Diego, uh-huh. and that was kind of how. Um, me and my ex-wife got together. Oh, okay. And so I went over there, and she was a hardcore alcoholic, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, at the time. And so I go over there. We get drunk together, and she's like, hey, can you get some speed? And I'm like, uh-huh. here we fucking go. Yeah, here we go again. You know, and I'm like, yeah, sure. You mm-hmm. got any money? You know? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I got like 60 bucks. I'm like, all right, cool. So, <laughs> Plenty. Yeah, we get some speed, and right from there, man, it was just fucking off to the races. And I went on a four-year run with her. Wow. Like almost a four-year run. And you were on the run while you were No, doing no, 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 no. I was, I was back on parole, and I was, like, cheating my tests on parole. Oh, okay. So, because so, at the time, like, when I got out, they had started doing the uh, instant tests. Oh. Right? So the test strip was inside the cup. Yeah. And so I remember my... Um, I'm already strung out on speed and I'm doing heroin, you know, mm-hmm. not as much, but it's always been prevalent in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, so my parole agent comes over one day and I hadn't seen her that month and I forgot uh-huh. she bangs on the door and my ex-wife answers and I just hear down the hall, you know, my parole agent's name. Oh, is Joshua there? And I was mm-hmm. just like, and my ex-wife lets her in. Like oh, a fucking no. retard. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, shit. So, and I just done a shat, fat shot of speed. Oh, <laughs> so man. I'm like, yeah. I'm the last person you want to yeah. see your, your, your PO. <laughs> and I'm bugging out. And she goes, hey, uh, yeah, I'm doing your monthly. Uh, just randomly, I was in the area. And I'm like, no, you fucking weren't. Yeah. You yeah. know? And Happy she, to stop by. Yeah, she hands me a cup. And she's like, I need you to 
piss real quick. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, yep, yep, all right. And I go <laughs> down the hall and into my room, and we had, like, a bathroom attachment in our room uh-huh. with a sink next to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And so I'm, like, freaking out. My heart's pounding. I'm like, what do I fucking do? <laughs> and um, so I'm like, fuck it. And I put a little bit of warm water in the cup. The water, yeah, yeah, the water trick. Yeah, yeah. And it worked? And I spun the cup and the, the test started turning all negative and so i dumped the water out waited for it to finish and put piss in it and then gave oh. it back to her she was a female agent so she couldn't she can't see you pee. exactly and so i got off parole that way by doing oh, the, wow the whole time god bless the female <laughs> i don't recommend that they have a whole new system now that's oh. that's yeah they do a whole different thing now but um, but because i was on high control she would come to my house so i didn't ever had to go into the office oh, okay. in chula vista so yeah. you know um and so i get off parole and um i think this was like this was uh the end of 2019 i'd been in recovery at the time uh-huh. like trying to get clean yeah. for like a year now like on and off like i would get a month clean and you know i was going to meetings yeah exactly and like you know i suffer from mental health problems so that was you know i was unmedicated at the time so it was really like you know uh self-medication you know i'll go through these high highs and low lows and my low lows like i'd be like borderline suicidal you know yeah and so i would get loaded because that's how i knew how to cope Mm -hmm. you know and so it was like this never-ending you know revolving door i'd get two weeks clean i'd relapse i get a month clean i'd relapse I'd get yeah. two weeks clean, you know and then a month two months three months yeah. and then finally um in 2000 in that yeah and that was 2018 when i tried to start getting clean and then in yeah. 2019 after i got off parole yeah i don't know what it was but like i really was trying to stay clean and i i did for like let me see in december of 2019 i remember um I got some uh, heroin from someone, but it was already liquidi- liquidated down, right? Okay. And I did a shot of it and didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And so I did some more, mm-hmm. and I did, like, almost a full pull. Yeah. And then I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm, like, my heart is just pounding, and I could, like, literally feel it on my chest cavity. Yeah. And I'm watching my arm, dude. My whole left arm is just turning blue. And oh. I'm, like... What the fuck oh, is this? No. Yeah, and I had no idea like what. Did you just hit an artery? Uh, no, it was cut with fentanyl, and I had no idea. This was the oh. first time like that, you know. But yeah. I was already doing fentanyl. But but yeah, it was suffocating the oxygen. But in you my just brain. weren't aware that 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 had, that had fentanyl in. Yeah, it. this is before testing was a yeah a thing. A thing. Yeah, even yeah. didn't never was came in my mind to test my drugs. Yeah, me neither. Why why would you? Yeah. You, buying a specific drug there shouldn't be anything else in it yeah. like if you buy speed there shouldn't be fentanyl no or, yeah you know absolutely yeah. k2 or some weird shit in it no, you no. know yeah. and so uh i remember from that experience like you know i had my ex-wife load up some uh, narcan she didn't know how to use it so i had to tell her how much to put in yada yada uh-huh. and, um Luckily, like, I didn't start overdosing. I didn't black out yeah. or anything, you know. That was that was my biggest fear. And, like, but from there, I was like, yeah, all right, I need to get fucking straight, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did for, like, five and a half months. And then during that time, though, she had asked me for a divorce. And so I had oh, moved okay. in with a neighbor, and mm-hmm. we were fighting a CWS case at the time, too. So there yeah. was, like, a lot going on, yeah. you know. And, um, and I was in treatment. Uh-huh. And so uh, for, like, 
you know, four or five months, I'm doing my own thing and like I'm trying to stay away from her. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And um, uh, she calls me up one night and I think she wants to talk. Mm-hmm. And she had got in contact with one of my old homeboys, mm-hmm. his friend's roommate, and mm-hmm. uh, she was over at, you know, her house. Yeah. And uh, she's like, hey, can you come over? I need to talk to you. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking she wants to, you know, hash shit out. No. Fuck no, she's, sir, a, sir. She's, a, she's a drug addict, bro. Yeah. And so she has her own hidden agenda. Yeah, of course. You know? And so I go over there, and I see my old homegirl, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And she goes, hey, I need you to hit me. You know, oh, get me what? high. What? And I'm really? like, that's what you... No, fuck that. And I turned around to walk out, and I should have. And my homegirl's like, hey, blah, blah, blah's been asking about... I'm not going to say his name. But blah, blah, blah's yeah, been yeah, asking yeah, sure, about sure, sure. you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we used to get loaded back in the day. And um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, you got his number? And I should have fucking walked out that door. Uh, and I didn't. So I ended up getting high with them that night. Yeah. Right? After like five, five and a half months clean or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my homeboy that from back in the day comes over. And so we end up leaving them to, to you know, hang yeah. out. And we go back to his house in downtown. And for four days, you know shooting speed with him shooting yeah. heroin and he couldn't shoot heroin anymore so he was smoking it uh-huh. and after like the fourth day his fentanyl dealer comes over right uh-huh. and they had those those fucking blue uh what is it the 30s yeah yeah, yeah. and so i took a couple of hits off the foil and i'm like man i gotta leave here i'm gonna get stuck here i need to go home <laughs> yeah right and so i go in the bathroom and uh i cook up a shot and um Put in some speed and some heroin, and then I put like a dab of fentanyl mm-hmm. in there, right? And yeah, you know, a little I, sprinkle. Yeah, I used to do like fucking mass amounts of this. This is nothing. Yeah. And I did that shot, and I remember I stood up off the toilet, uh-huh. and I felt it all rush, and then the last thought I remember was, oh, shit, I did too much. <laughs> and they had like this vanity mirror. I know that feeling. Yeah. They had this like vanity mirror right next to the toilet, right? And so I fall down and I hit my head on that thing and I go out uh-huh. and I'm slumped over my backpack when I come to the next morning uh-huh. right? and my buddy's banging on the door. Who the fuck is in there? You know? And uh, yeah. I'm like, hey man, it's Josh. And it's like, you know, at noon basically. Uh-huh. And he's like, Josh, I thought you left last night. I was like, nah, man. Hey, I can't move my legs. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I like crawled over and they had like this weird door with like, it was like a hook latch. So yeah. I unlatch it with the, the plunger. And I'm like, man, I can't feel my legs. And he opens the door, and he's just like, what do you mean? I'm like, I can't fucking stand up. Yeah. Wow. And I'm freaking out at yeah. this point, you know. And uh, I'm like, carry me to your bed. I think my legs just fell asleep. Uh-huh. Right? So he picks me up, and he carries me to his bed, and I kind of, like, pass out. I'd been up for four days, so I, like, passed out. Yeah. And when I came to again, it was nighttime, and no one was around me, but I had this, like, unquenchable thirst. Uh-huh. that I'd never experienced in my life. My uh-huh. whole back, on fire. Like, pins and needles and just on fire. Yeah, All yeah, the yeah. muscles hurt, you know, everything. And um, so I pound a bunch of water, and this was my first mistake I didn't know about. Uh-huh. So I pound, like, a ton of water. My buddy comes home with some food, and I try to eat, right? And my leg's still still not working at the time. Yeah. And I'm freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, hey, man, I got to piss carry me to the bathroom he's like you still can't 
movie leagues, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> and my drug addict ass was like, nah, nah, then they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna they'll, know. They'll I'm work be- again. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, just give me some time. And uh, so he, he carries me to the bathroom and I kiss, man. And I never had chlamydia before, but uh-huh. I imagine what that, that's what it feels like. It had burned so bad. Uh-huh. And I looked down and there's just blood all in the toilet. It was just this oh, brown, shit. yeah, it was just brown and like black chunks, like stringy chunks. Oh. In the uh, toilet, and I'm like, all right, man, yeah, I think I need to go uh, to the hospital. Uh, this is not, this, 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 this isn't right. normal. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he calls, uh, he call, He doesn't call 911 because he didn't, it was a trap house. He didn't want no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no one. Yeah, and yeah. so he calls the hospital, and then he somehow gets on the phone with one of the, the, the doctors there. And all I hear on the, over on the other end of the line was, you know, uh, get your friend in here. You don't know this right now, but he's dying. And, He's like, oh, shit, okay. And so he calls me an Uber, and right from the Uber, well, his, <laughs> his fentanyl dealer was there, called me the Uber. Cause, cause <laughs> what he didn't a nice want, guy. Cause, yeah, because he didn't want me dying while he was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's bad for the spot. Yeah, this, exactly. This, this, this exactly. Send him somewhere else. And so right from the Uber, I had, um, I kind of was like going in and out at this point, you know? Yeah. And um, uh, right from the Uber, they took me and put me in a wheelchair, yeah. took me into the hospital at Scripps Mercy, and took me right past, you know, the uh, uh, waiting room and everything and into yeah. a back room and, and put me on a gurney and started strapping IVs on me. I'm like, what's going on? Uh-huh. You know, they're like, we need to get you into surgery right now. I had no idea, <laughs> Immediately. I, I had no idea what was going on. That was the last thing I remember. It's like you got shot. Like yeah. You them over there. Yeah, exactly. And um, next thing I, I remember, uh, I woke up in a dark room with a button in my hand. And so I push it uh-huh. and I'm like, Fuck him. I mean, a hospital. Why am I in the hospital? I had no idea what it kind of uh, transpired. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, a bunch of nurses come in and, like, I'm trying to rip IVs out. And yeah. I couldn't sit up, though. Like, my body was just, like, it felt like it was just weighted down. Right. Uh-huh. And so, I'm, like, trying to rip IVs out because the only thing that worked were my neck and my arms. Yeah. And so, I press the button and a bunch of nurses come in and they're like, don't move, don't move. And both my legs had been from the top of my knees bandaged up to the tip of my toes, right? And so I'm going to make a long story short because this is a lot. But Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you, yeah, you, you told me this story before. Yeah. And so uh, right from there, though, like uh, they had split my legs open to drain them because when when my back was on fire, my kidneys were going out. And when my kidneys were going out, my body had no place to uh, put the water that was in my body. Yeah. And when I had pounded all that water, my mistake. Yeah. You know, my kidneys couldn't process it or filter it. So oh my, my legs God, had swelled up. Dude. I got edema. I had my necrosis. I had all these different wow. things wrong with me. And it was fucked up. And um, that was May 31st of, of 2020. I was admitted into the hospital. And oh, shit. Right in the peak of COVID. Yeah. It was terrible. Like <laughs> Did I was, they make you put a mask on with all this? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I fucking I hated it. I hated it. Because at the time, too, wow. they had me on like... Like after I went through all my surgeries, I went through five surgeries, 27 operations, and I was on dialysis for a month and a half. Yeah. And so when I was like through with all those major surgeries, I had a colostomy bag. I had a tube coming out of my left lung. I had a tube coming out of my stomach. Both of my legs wrapped in wound vax i had a ca- uh, a catheter 
in my neck for dialysis. I had uh-huh. a catheter in my dick because I couldn't piss. Yeah. I had uh, an IV in this major artery right here in yeah. my, my right bicep. And, um, yeah, man, it was bad. And uh, it, It's pretty crazy because, like, all that happened. And when I met you, you look like how you look like now. Yeah. So I had no idea yeah. any of this had happened. Most, most people don't unless uh, they met me in 2021. Because in 2021... You, you had a wheelchair. Well, no, I got out in a wheelchair originally. Yeah. And so I couldn't even get to a meeting right uh-huh. at the time. I uh, was living with a friend. And uh, they, when they released me from the hospital after two months, you know, um, from the ICU... I stayed back with my friend, and the first person I called was my sponsor. Uh-huh. Right? I already had a sponsor, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I get off work in an hour. I'm coming over, uh-huh. you know. And I remember this conversation. Uh, he came in. He sat down. I was sitting in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he just looked at me, and we just stared at each other for, like, what felt like an hour. <laughs> and it was, like, two minutes. You know? it was like, <laughs> two minutes, dude. And I just, like, he's like, are you done yet? started crying dude and i was like oh, oh fucking geez. done man like is this your current sponsor yeah oh okay yeah yeah no um i'm not gonna say his name but yeah nah, i know who it is yeah exactly and uh so yeah and right from there like for the next six months you know four months you know i had to relearn how to walk so i'm in physical therapy every other day and then i had all these medical appointments i had my intestines hanging out of my side like it was just a whole issue and so when i came back to na yeah you know the last time people saw me i was fine yeah and so i come back and i have a cane i got a colostomy bag you oh, know geez. i'm limping i'm 135 40 pounds yeah. you know underweight and people are like dude what happened to you did you get in a car accident and i <laughs> i got that for like a year straight did you <laughs> were you in a car accident and i'm like no man it was from one shot i, I relapsed and i did one shot with some fentanyl in it and yeah you know a x y and z happened yeah and so you know right from there like i jumped back into recovery and uh yeah and uh i jumped back into recovery and like you know, I was dead set on it. You know, I was going to meeting after meeting and I was sharing about all this fucking shit that had happened to me. And, um, you know, it was crazy. Uh, I ended up getting my kids back, you know, mm-hmm. CWS. And, uh, but like, everybody was hearing me speak and everything. Yeah. And they would come up to me after meetings like, dude, that's fucking gnarly. You survived it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, can't even tell you you know it's just that will to live it, it, it's funny how that um how i found out about it is uh, my buddy um from one of my home groups was like oh it was like no you had a um um josh do one of your photo shoots and i'm like or like we were we we were arranging uh location you showed me oh yeah the, the spot the spot yes yeah, one. yes yeah. yes under the under under the bridge yeah and yeah, I was talking to my buddy, like, yeah, me and Josh, we're scoping it out. We're going to do it pretty soon. And he's like, oh, man, you know Josh's story, right? And I'm like, well, I mean, he was addicted to heroin and fentanyl. Like, <laughs> I know that much. He's like, oh, no, ask him about his leg. <laughs> he showed me your leg. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. And it's amazing, man, that yeah. you survived that, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking. It's 
fucking amazing. It's a miracle. Yeah, super blessed, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, because, I mean, I remember, uh, I'll bring this up one time, but, like, um, in the hospital, I remember, and it was June 13th of 2020. I'll never forget this fucking day. I had a team of nine specialists watching me this yeah. whole time because I had so many things going wrong. <laughs> so many fucked up things. Yeah, <laughs> at, at one point, and they were just, like, like, I needed a specialist for this and this and this and, you know. Yeah. And um, so I remember a team of nine specialists came in at, uh, on June 13th, and they were just like, you know, we don't have really great news for you right now. Like, um, we don't know how, but with everything you have going on, you may not live throughout the week. Jesus. Yeah, hearing that fucking crushed me. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm panicking now. You know, and this was just after I got my stomach surgery done and they took out my intestines. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, yeah. what are my chances? And they're like, not good. I'm like, that's not an answer. Give me a percentage. <laughs> you know, and they were just like, about 8%. God damn. Yeah, that was body started to get stuff. And that realization kind of set in. And I remember like, you know, uh, sitting up that night and like, praying for the first time in the longest time and i didn't pray for anything like specific yeah right? i just said you know somewhere along the lines of like you know i'm in pain i got all this going on if if you want to take me take me but if you have some grandeur plan for me let me live and i'll fucking do right by right as mm. best i can and literally two days later my nephrologist came in and it's a kidney doctor yeah. My nephrologist came in because I had uh, renal acute uh, kidney failure stage five, which means they were about to remove one of my kidneys, okay. my right kidney. And uh, it had like this black fluid coming out. It was gross. Yeah. But uh, he comes in and he goes, you're like 0.002% better. <laughs> 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 the dialysis seems to be working yeah. with all this other wow. crap. Yeah. And like he was like shocked, you know, and uh <laughs> He's all, we're, <laughs> we're going to keep doing what we're doing and see, see oh how it works. Oh, my God, dude. You know, and this was after, like, oh my God. yeah, I know, right? And I'm like, is that a good thing? Like, I didn't know, you know? I didn't, <laughs> you know, and so, like, they kept doing all these, like, so basically what my week looked like when I was there was, like, uh, Monday would be, Monday, Wednesday, Friday was, like, uh, wound care. Yeah. So, like, I had wound vacs on my legs. Uh-huh which were pulling fluid out of my uh, thighs and oh. everywhere in my body because my kidneys were retaining water. And so that was wound care. And um, so they'd pull this fucking silver shit off, uh-huh. right? And they, they would tape it, yeah. and they'd rip it off uh-huh. and then put new ones on, tape it on, cut a slit in it, and then there was like this tube, tube to a beta pack, uh-huh. right? And then we t- when they turned the beta pack on, it would go mm-hmm. and suck up. Uh, all the fluid from my legs and so like that'd be my monday and that shit hurt because it was exposed flesh and bone and muscle so when they just they just rip it off like they don't warn you they're like all right ready oh. <laughs> and, oh, man it was it was the worst screaming was it like ripping out a bandage oh it was worse than that it was like oh my god and, and uh, wow. i'd be screaming oh, fuck you i'm gonna beat you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> and they just kind of like we're trying to hold back laughter. They obviously been doing this a long time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. you're not the first person that threatened. Them. Yeah, exactly. And so like, 
that'd be my Monday. And then like Tuesday would be like physical therapy. I would have to like try to sit up off the bed. Yeah. And, you know, and then x-rays and like all these other fucking like treatments and, you know, uh, it was, it was nuts, dude. And then, um, by the, by the time I left, the only thing I had to do was sit up, turn my legs off the bed and be able to get into a wheelchair. Shit. Yeah. That was literally all I could do, you know, wow. and it, it was bad. And so, in 2021, when I jumped back into recovery, I was walking with a cane everywhere, and yeah. like, um, you know, people were asking me, and I kind of like I would I told certain people what happened mm-hmm. after like my initial like crying at this fucking meeting at the Serenity Shop and like just <laughs> exploding all this fucking like emotion, yeah. right? And so, uh, you know, people would ask me like a little, and I'd give them vague answers like I was mm-hmm. in the hospital, like all this shit happening, yeah. and uh. I would kind of show them, and they'd be like, God damn. You know? And it wasn't until, like, I don't know, 20, last year, really, mm-hmm. that I was, like, really starting to, like, tell people a little bit more mm-hmm. and, like, tell open them, like... Open up and all that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, courtesy of my sponsor. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's like, dude, you need to open up more about it. You need to be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Straight shooter, that man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Good on you. I was like, ah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that man to death. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I, when I, I started to, you know, and then, like, people would, you know, tell me, like, holy shit, like, I can relate to it in this way and that way and, like, mm. all these all these things. And, like, I've had people say, like, yeah, man, I, I was shooting up one time and, like, my whole arm went numb for fucking, like, five days and I don't know what happened. And I was just like, yeah, dude, I understand that. <laughs> you know <laughs> i understand that completely yes you know and uh it's crazy and it's it's all from fentanyl so i mean uh yeah and then uh so then having like a couple years clean off of everything yeah you know uh started getting my life back i got an afo i don't know if anyone knows what that is it's an artificial foot orthopedic so i could like walk normal and that's why like when you kind of met me like yeah i walked normal yeah yeah you're, you know you're, you seem like a regular guy. Yeah. I, didn't, I did not <laughs> nowhere near thought you had like these massive issues yeah. like just really recently before. <laughs> yeah, and you know I was really uncomfortable taking my shoes off around people that uh-huh. didn't know for like the longest foot. Now I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. are like, "What's wrong with your leg?" Well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but now it's like battle scars. Yeah, battle scars, and so like. But I was super uncomfortable for like like a year, year and a half. Like uh-huh. I wouldn't take my shoes off around people. Yeah, you know, uh, because I just I didn't want to fucking have to sit and explain like mm-hmm. okay, you know, this happening. Especially if they were like kind of normalish. Yeah, you know, like hey, I'm a recovering super hardcore junkie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and just they, I, I had a car accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, and um. Yeah, and then just things just started getting better, man. Like, uh, recovery is just a blessing. How long have you been clean now? Um, off, the, off fentanyl and heroin? Yeah. Four years in May. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I know you yeah, had a little slip-up with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it happens, but no, yeah. I, I, I'll never touch fentanyl again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you know? Fuck yeah, dude. So. Hey, right, man, I'm really proud of you, man. I mean, honestly, dude, like. Like, just hearing, you know, especially what happened with that incident in the tub, man, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, seeing you get the second chance at life and second chance of walking normally, yeah. man, and 
fuck, man. I mean, I've even seen you in the fucking mosh pit, yeah, dude. For sure. At the fucking band, at the Bancroft. Like, Got it. Dude, Got it. like, yeah. it's fucking awesome, man. And I really appreciate you, man. Like, fucking ripping my my brand all the oh, time, yeah. dude. And fucking, um, you know, going in the shoots and stuff, man. And, oh, yeah. It's personal for me. Yeah. Super absolutely. personal. Absolutely, you know? man. And I, I fucking... So I, I, that's why when people are like, hey, man, where'd you get that shirt? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. It's my fucking really good homeboy. You want one? Let's go. You know? So. I, I fucking, I really do appreciate it, man. And I fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you're welcome to anything I do. You know that. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Man, I mean, fucking, I can't thank you enough for coming on here, dude. Yeah, no worries. Fuck yeah, man. It's a blessing, man. I I'll it. definitely want you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with all the, like, cool new things I got going on. Hell you know? yeah, dude. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you, man. Yeah.